Hey guys, welcome to the Seven Figure Box Podcast. My name is Andrew Frezza, and today we're going to be talking about how we create career opportunities for our coaches, or how we try to create career opportunities for our coaches. Um, because honestly, I feel like this is an area where we could still improve a lot on at CrossFit Palm Beach. But one of my coaches, one of our, our recent hires, mentioned to me that he feels like this is something that we do really well. So I wanted to share it with you guys and. Hopefully, um, you know, I definitely don't think that this is the way to do it necessarily, but hopefully it gives you some tools and tactics that you guys can implement to um, improve the career opportunities at your gyms. So I think there's really two categories that, that drive the professionalization of the coach and the career opportunities of the coach. And those two areas are compensation and fulfillment. And as owners who are developing roles for our team, we want to be thinking about both of those categories and how can we maximize the compensation and fu fulfillment for our coaches. So I'm going to start with the compensation and break that down. And for us, it's really a three-tiered approach. So it's the three things are coaching group classes, a role outside of coaching, and then personal training. So with every coach that we bring on that we want to be a full-time coach, they want to be a full-time coach, those are the three tiers that we're showing them. Group classes, a role outside of coaching, and personal training. That's the way that they can build a career with us. So with group classes, we feel pretty strongly that the, the best sort of window for a full-time coach is between about 15 to 18 hours per week. Any more than that, and the coach typically gets burned out. They're not delivering the experience to the level they should be. And it doesn't really benefit either party, whether it be the, the coach or the gym owner. Um, for us, that 15, 18 hours also includes a half hour that coaches will get paid if they are opening the gym. So if a coach is opening at 5 a.m. and they're doing the lesson plan, they're showing up early and staging the gym, we pay them an extra half hour for that. Same thing on the back end, if they're the closing coach for that day, they get paid a half hour for that. So it really could be um, more like 14 to 16 classes per week that a uh, full-time coach is going to do with us. The next piece of this is a role outside of coaching. And this could be things like social media, nutrition, coaching. It could be a front desk role or administrative role. It could be programming. It could be facilities. And some coaches, if they're taking on smaller roles, may have multiple roles outside of coaching. But basically, we're thinking of adding this on as a way to get them some kind of office hours or something that doesn't require them to be on the floor to be fully in that coaching mode, but to still make um, a decent decent wage outside of coaching. So this varies a lot based on the role as well for like a uh, facilities person right now, it's not a big thing for us because it's mostly maintenance and a little bit of cleaning because we have a cleaning crew, we have a front desk staff. But with our front desk manager, um, she does a lot of admin work, she manages the front desk staff. She does some payroll stuff. She's almost doing over 30 hours per week on average outside of her coaching hours. You know, or our nutrition coach, as we've started working with um, Healthy Steps Nutrition over the last couple months, and now we have um, like 15 clients doing regular nutrition coaching. You know, she's able to get 60% of the revenue coming in from the nutrition coaching, and there's really no end in sight for her if she can handle. 30 or 40 clients, she can really make a lot of money outside of coaching and be very fulfilled by it because it's something that she's super passionate about and loves doing. Um, and then 
after that role outside of coaching, that third prong is personal training. And personal training is the one where we see the biggest variance because it really depends on not only the desire of the coach to take on personal training, but also the skill set of the coach and their ability to um, really be able to do sales and to convert people into personal training or once they get personal training sessions to get them to do more. And coaches who don't have the desire to do more are not going to push for that as much. And then some coaches who want to do more don't really have the skill set to convert the people to it. And they're still working on those skills to get those personal training book of businesses. Um, but for us, we pay 60 to 75% of any revenue that a coach or we generate from personal training to the coach that delivers those personal training sessions. And I know that's on the higher end for most. Um, for, for us, we've kind of built our business model around the classes. So personal training is just a nice bonus for us. And we really, um, we incentivize the coaches to contribute to the classes and coach those uh, 15 to 18 hours a week. And that also gets them an increase in personal training pay. So when I say 60 to 75%, a coach can earn an additional 5% of personal training by being a full-time coach. They can earn additional percentage points based on charging a given amount in a month, like 5% additional for $1,000 charged in a given month. So as long as uh, the gym is benefiting as a whole by them coaching more classes, more group classes, or by them charging more in a given month, we're willing to kick back more to the coaches in order to enable them to make that a career for them. Because a lot of times it's, it is really hard to get them where we want them to be, where they wanna be um, pay-wise between just the group classes and the role outside of coaching. So we really try to allow them to take that personal training to another level if that's what they want. So that's our big three. We also have other forms of compensation as well. Um, some other things that we include is paid vacation and sick days. And uh, most of our coaches are getting two to three weeks of paid vacation and sick, time, uh, sick, sick days. And in order to be eligible for that, they do technically have to be a full-time employee with us. But our full-time standard is not 40 hours a week. It is that they're coaching at least 15 hours a week and they have a role outside of coaching. So as long as they're doing those two things, then we'll consider them full-time by our standards and they'll get those paid uh, vacation days, which is huge. I mean, it, it's really hard to, to justify that it's a career opportunity if a person goes on vacation and they, they don't get paid for that week that they're away. They also get a free unlimited membership for themselves. They get a membership at about half price for a spouse or a family member. They have one of those to give out. And then they get all affiliate uh, merchandise and retail products. So like our t-shirts, our fit aids and drinks and bars and um, supplements that we offer, they get all those at our cost. So that's a nice little perk. Um, and then they also get up to 50% of any approved certifications or seminars. And typically we approve most things um, because our coaches want to do stuff that's going to be valuable to the business. So if a coach goes to get their level two or level three, generally what we do is we actually pay for like the level two, we'll pay the entire $1,000, but then that coach is actually going to be responsible for $500 that will be taken over time out of their paycheck for the given weeks or months leading up to that level two. So um, we'll do that with nutrition certifications and gymnastics and kettlebell, whatever seminars or certifications that they want to take on as long as we feel like it's going to be valuable uh, to the team. And then the other thing that we do is we define pay increases. So 
we're essentially creating a path for them to see growth with us and growth not just career-wise, which we'll talk about later in the fulfillment section, but from a pay um, standpoint. So our, our growth pay-wise is based on experience and experience with us primarily and uh, the number of certifications or specifically levels um, that, that people are at with the CrossFit certification. So if someone's level two and they've been with us 18 months, that might earn a two or three dollar per class pay raise um, added to their salary. Um, or if they go up to level three in two years, and I'm just throwing out numbers, they're, they're pretty close to what we use, but um, it's based on years with us. Um, we'll also factor in like if they came in with five years experience, we might cut those numbers down slightly, um, as well as whether they're level two, level three, level four. And obviously that's not a perfect system for creating raises. You know, just because someone's level three doesn't make them better than a level two coach. But for us, it's it's a way to standardize it. So we're not judging too much based on, you know, less tangible things. And it gives them a path for growth and it gives them a very clear path for growth. So what I would encourage you guys to do, whether it's, uh, you know, benefits like affiliate uh, merchandise and retail products at half price or at cost like we do, or whether it's certifications or whether it's vacation days, put all this stuff down on paper. And that's part of making it feel like a true career opportunity is is them being able to see everything that's being um, given to them and, and everything that they can earn as being part of your gym and, and your team, okay? So, um, one of the things that we're still working on, we're working towards, is really some of the future uh, benefits that we like to have. We like to have. Um, we didn't mention anything like um, healthcare or retirement stuff, and that's stuff that we don't offer yet. And me and my brother are in the process of researching that, and we really want to add that something in the next six months. But honestly, we just feel like with the health insurance side of things, that a lot of it's almost like a scam. I mean, it seems like that money just gets thrown away. Um, you know, we've had surgeries where it says it's a $30,000 uh, bill and you pay $5,000 out of pocket, but chances are if you would have just had the surgery and paid out of pocket, you still would have paid the same $5,000. So, you know, that's not here nor there, but I, you know, we just want to make sure that whatever benefits that we add, we're not adding benefits just for the sake of saying that we're adding benefits, but that it's going to be a true benefit to the employees. Otherwise we would just pay them more and find a way to pay them more and then let them decide what to do with the money. So um, one recommendation that I got recently from uh, our business coach, who's also a gym owner, is he was saying that for their health insurance benefit, they actually will pay uh, a portion of that person's health insurance monthly cost, um, but they'll do it as kind of like a stipend based on a receipt. So they might pay like up to 50% of that person's monthly health health insurance costs, like their regular uh, monthly bill, not like any procedures or anything like that. Like that, but they'll pay a portion of that um, as long as they get a receipt. So I think that's a cool way to do it because that way you're you're a little less involved with it. It is kind of a personal thing, and um, you know you're just keeping it very cut and dry, black and white. Of you know here's what you pay. We're willing to give this much towards it, and not having to get like uh, paychecks or a third party involved. In the process so if you guys have any good benefit ideas that have worked well for you stuff that I haven't mentioned I would love to hear it we're always looking for new innovative things so just email me Andrew at CrossFitPalmBeach.com because I definitely love to hear them so next piece of this is the fulfillment side and this is where I really 
I guess I never thought about a lot of the things that we were doing in this way, but as I thought about them more and I thought about what makes a job fulfilling or a career fulfilling, um, we are doing a lot of things in this area. We could always be doing more, but I think um, I saw a lot of things that we were doing right, and hopefully you guys are, are doing some of these things, and if you're not, starting to work these things into um, your business and your team. So um, I think when it comes to fulfillment, there's some pretty broad categories that make make up fulfillment. It's things like relationships, it's things like opportunities for growth, it's things like learning, um, and I think there's a big one is feeling a purpose behind what you do. You wanna feel like you're working towards something bigger and not just uh, going through the motion. So um, big one for us is like we, we try to make coaches development part of the daily and weekly conversation. Every single time we meet every single Wednesday, and every single meeting, we try to do some element of coaches' development into our meetings so our our uh, coaches are consistently getting feedback and they're constantly growing as coaches and as people. Um, and then I think a big one for us is just having this environment where our coaches and our members genuinely like and care about each other. Um, I think we, we genuinely enjoy each other's company. If you come to a 7 a.m. or 8 a.m. or 9 a.m. class during the week, there's a good chance you're going to have like two, three, four coaches in that class in addition to the one or two coaches that are coaching the class and the 12 to 15 members that are in that class doing it. And the fact that you have coaches wanting to be a part of this thing, it really makes for a fun culture and a fun community. So I think that's a big one for us. Um, another thing that is a big part of the fulfillment piece is trying not to have any type of crazy schedules, which it's kind of like a misnomer in our industry because we're spread so thin, you know, in the sense of our earliest class for us, it's 5 a.m. Um, our latest class ends at 8 p.m. It's a 7 p.m. class. So it's almost impossible to have a really standardized schedule like the typical nine to five. But we really try to have people either more a.m. focused or more p.m. focused with their schedule. So if two or three times a week they are opening the gym, then we try not to have them close the gym at all, or if at the most it's once a week, you know, or if they're a PM person and they close the gym two to three times a week, then the earliest class that they hopefully have on the schedule is like an eight or 9 a.m. time uh, once or twice a week. So I personally really, um, especially as I've coached less classes and I've had a little bit more freedom in my schedule, I always try to put the needs of the coach first. And I'll suck it up and, and close at 8 you know eight p.m. the night before and open the early the next day when a lot of times I won't ask my coaches to do it. So I'll, I'll ask it of myself before I ask it of them because I know there's gonna be times where I will have less hours in a week and I can kind of recover from it in a sense. And I, I really try to preserve their energy and, and their excitement about the classes and try not to burn them out. So um, I would encourage you to, to just pay attention to that, um, standardize it where you can. And if you have the ability to step up and, and kind of protect your team and their energy, then definitely do it. Um, another big part of the fulfillment piece is, as we mentioned before, purpose. And I think one of the ways to do that is to have a, a clear 10-year vision, have clear core values set out, and to have three to six month goals that you're constantly working towards and constantly reiterating and communicating that to your team not just having them but communicating them on a weekly or monthly basis with your team so your your team has that bigger purpose to work towards um, and then on top of that is is sort of listening to your 
team's purpose and listening to the individuals of your team, what are their goals, what are their needs, what do they want as employees, um, and trying to accommodate them as much as possible. You're not gonna be able to accommodate everything, but if people feel heard, if people feel like you're, you're working with their best interests in mind, then they're definitely gonna feel like this is a place where they're valued. So like little things that we do is, is trying to give everyone the floor and meetings for feedback. Um, we try to meet individually with our employees every three to six months. And we try to do that outside the gym at like a local coffee shop. Sometimes it happens inside the gym, but just trying to have a nice one-on-one conversation that, that starts more personal and less business to just get a, a feel for where that um, coach is at from a, a holistic standpoint with their entire life. And then I'll end on this one, which is just kind of more of a funny one, which is air conditioning. And I think, you know, it's it's more of an offhanded thing, but the point of this last one is that you know, having an environment where people like showing up to, they like spending time in is key. So, you know, we're in South Florida, air conditioning makes a huge difference. If you're coaching in a gym without air conditioning, you're going to go through three shirts in three classes. If you coach back to back to back classes, when you get done with those classes, you're not going to want to work at the gym during the day. So for us, having a nice environment to work in allows, uh, first of all, coaches to coach with a little level of comfort. But then secondly, once they're outside of coaching, we have more coaches working on computers during the day, uh, communicating with each other, like taking breaks and talking to each other. There's more interaction, more communication. And, um, you know, I think there's a lot of negative things you could talk about with the traditional like corporate environment. But I think there's some good things of that come about through just having those uh, interactions throughout the day, those somewhat seemingly meaningless interactions throughout the day but that allow you to get to know someone better, build a stronger relationship, and feel like your your teammates, your employees are, are friends. So that wraps it up. Um, and that's all I have for you guys for this episode. So um, work on that, that career opportunities for your coaches and remember those two pieces of compensation and fulfillment and trying to maximize those.